Hey guys, thank you so much for joining the Shamelessly Feminine podcast today. Today we have Jonita and she considers herself a feminine lifestylist, an author and a creatress. I love that word, creatress of exploring femininity. Um, She's helping modern day women who struggle with burnout, overwhelm and body love to reconnect with their feminine and sensual energy. I love this. And we're going to learn how she does that today. So welcome, Jonita. How are you? I am great. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. I love what you put out and specifically the name Shamelessly Feminine. Wow. <laughs> so I'm really excited to talk all things that we love about. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. This is a long time in the making. We've been trying to connect for a while. So it's I'm very excited. Thank you so much. So tell us about you, what you do and about all of your magic. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, feminine lifestyle is this um, word I sort of created for myself, because when I realized that um, my my journey of exploring femininity occurred to me in my life, um, it was, I was an IT engineer. Um, so it was this kind of, you know, nine to five busy um, life, the same cycle, the rat race, all of that kind of made me so burnt out and overwhelmed and confused um, about what it means being a woman because I am born and raised in India. And um, my entire life, I watched, you know, movies of women from the West and, you know, the white women. And I always thought, wow, these women have freedom, you know, to wear what they want. They, they, they can walk freely in the streets and they wear nice clothes and they, they do crazy things. Unlike, you know, how much women are allowed in India. And this is, I'm talking like 20 years ago. And um, my idea of independence and freedom was in the West. So um, I did my best to get out of India. And- right, which is hilarious because it's not really true. That is true at all, but okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I, should, I, I saw on TV. And um, interestingly, uh, you know, the grass is greener on the other side always. <laughs> right. So yeah, here I was in London and a um, few years down the lane, totally tired of the lifestyle and literally... Um, was longing to connect to something deeper that would relate um, to what freedom is because it was no longer looking like a freedom uh, lifestyle that I was beginning to get caught into, you know, the work, the same circle of friends and then drinking and I got into drugs and all of those things. You know, when you are exposed to freedom all of a sudden, then you go crazy. (laughs) So yeah, I I went crazy. And so I was left really confused. Uh, at this point and then my father in India passed away so a lot of things just happened in a way that made me question um, what am I supposed to do as a woman I don't want to be in the east I don't want to be in the west what am I supposed to do and create something that means and hence my journey started of exploring femininity and um, which led me to offer what I am offering now uh, reminding women of their um, juicy feminine essence so how do you, do, I love this, and we, we're going to break this down, but how do you do that? How do I, so yeah, so um, it's really interesting. Oh, well, my basic modality of work is um, ancient Taoist and Tantric uh, modality from the East. And um, it's usually through, um, through retreats, online workshops, as well as uh, moon circles. So I think one of the first things that became like a revelation for me was cycles and, you know, the cyclic nature of women. And as 
busy women um, when, um, as, as a modern woman, you know, in corporate jobs, um, when I started um, integrating the cycles of my um, moon, my menstruation into my business life, into my work life and into my personal life, things started to change. So pretty much I, I begin with um, that pretty much aspect of our feminine essence and slowly things start to you know make sense of why we act like this why we talk like this why some days we have so much of energy why some days we doubt ourselves why some days we can you know push the mountain and some days are just uphill battle so yeah that's great so i want you to break down exactly you use the term um tantric and what was the other term Taoist. taoism yeah taoism so how does that play into what you do so Taoism is um, pretty much the art of living in harmony with the nature and um, and recognizing that we are um, spiritual, sexual beings. So a major part of Taoist uh, teaching, unlike other um, spiritual traditions and religious traditions, is that sexuality is a big part of spirituality. And Taoists consider that they can achieve this, this aspect, sexuality, is given to us to you know to make use of not just to have sex and you know have fun but there is a (laughs) there is a deeper essence and uh, importance and significance if we choose to tap into and we can achieve higher levels of consciousness vitality as well as pleasure when we integrate uh, spirituality and sexuality into one aspect so a lot of Taoist um, uh, teachings specifically with the feminine embodies us um, tapping into our sexual energy, cultivating sexual energy, and then learning how to use our sexual energy to feel energized on a regular basis. Mm. Do you find that that is difficult for women because we are taught, I mean, I don't know how it is, you know, I'm assuming it's the same in India. I don't know how it is in London, but I know in our world, in America, especially, there's so much fear of Americans with Americans for female sexuality and sensuality. Mm -hmm. There's like an underlying fear. You know, it's a, it's a strange thing because that everybody uses the term sex sells, you know, because everything you see is sexy and advertising and whatnot. And at the same time, there's such a terrible fear of the the female body and the power that comes along with that. So we are, as women, I think, taught to suppress that somewhat. And um, so what happens with a, with a woman who's now like, okay, I'm ready to wake that up. You know, how, do, how does that look? In other words, um, maybe what inspires them to wake that up or how do you work with that in a society where it's not really widely accepted? Mm, it's interesting. Again, um, while I was in India, I always thought that, you know, uh, women in the West, you know, they, they had this freedom, you know, they are sexually expressed. And I, I at that time, I didn't even know what that meant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought that, you know, like looking sexy and being able to wear sexy clothes and um, shoes and all of those things. and um, <laughs> those things relate to you know express sexuality and it's really interesting um that i've worked with so many women from all over the world and different continents the underlying theme is this that we are taught in one or the other ways to feel uh, guilty shame, or shameful about our sexuality and there is some kind of taboo and uh, even though how free we are that if we are too sexual then probably we will attract wrong attention or we are the wrong type of girl 
um, to hang out with and things like that. So I think the shame underlies across all cultures. This is so in, ingrained since thousands and thousands of years. So uh, yeah, it's really difficult for us to break through that barrier. But cultivating sexual energy is not about what appears on the outside, but it's about actually you know, coming back home to this aspect of ourselves. You know, a lot of spiritual um, studies um, in the West even um, teaches more about, you know, the higher chakras, the, the, the third eye, the heart, the throat, and then, um, and Tantra, again, the Western Tantra teaches more about the lower chakra, sexuality and sexual and orgasm and things like that. Whereas Taoism um, is very interesting because it talks about cultivating uh, and integrating this sexual energy that is learning to first um, first accept, then access those um, sexual energy in you and then utilizing it to, to charge up your higher chakras. So pretty much learning how to use it for your entire body, not just for um, your sexual purpose but to mm. express yourself in this energy how you can connect to the source through this sexual energy after all divine energy is is very erotic in nature and we are so scared to use these words and terms mm. yeah it's so interesting and, and i love that you say that it comes from the inside not the outside because even as you say that when you grew up in india and you saw women in the West and they were wearing high heels and dresses and all of that. And it's funny because as a photographer, I find that most women don't feel sexiest in that. That's not when they feel the sexiest. And there's been so much pressure even put on us that like, if you want to look sexy, you have to show cleavage, you have to wear high heels, you have to wear tight clothes. And I'm not really sure that that's the truth either. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're really just making ourselves uncomfortable to fit everybody else's version of what sexy is, you know? And it's interesting that you say that this, this energy exists. I mean, it's so fascinating. I just, I'm just fascinated. I'm kind of listening to you and I'm like, this is so crazy because I think also, and this is a generalization, but I think mostly women are taught that sex is really to, to pleasure a man or a partner yeah, or whatever else. it might be. Right. Exactly. Uh, I only speak from experience when I say from a man, but again, it could be anybody that your partner, mm -hmm. whoever that might be. And it's also a form of connection and intimacy, but we don't often see it as a connection or intimacy to ourselves. That's highly frowned upon in this world. So how did you make that connection that um, you know, and learn that, that that's even what you're doing is really helping women connect to themselves. Yeah. I like what you said about how sex is, uh, how we are taught that sex is for the other person in our lives and not for ourselves. And it's really interesting that, um, when I got here in the, in, in the West, I realized, and I actually got tired of it. I was, I was one of them. I realized that we women have so much pressure to, to look good, to, to, to look sexy. And it's all about looking and looking and looking. And yeah, it works, but it, it gets really tiring after some time. You know, it's, it's an empty vessel just making the noise. There's nothing inside. You know, you feel, um, uh, I used to feel like a hypocrite pretty much um, doing the sexies sexy but not feeling that when those clothes and shoes and makeup were taken away from me right and um coming back to that energy is pretty much unpeeling all these layers of what we believe sexy is what we've been taught 
sexy is and who are we doing this for? You know, all of it is, I felt, I, I, I realized, when I realized, oh my God, I'm doing all of this for validation. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which they'll never be. They'll never be, right? Full no. validation from anybody because there's always going to be somebody that's like, nah, that's not my cup of tea or, oh, what, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah. so tiring. Mm. It's so, so tiring. We are wasting our life force energy um, doing this. I remember that um, the very first practice, my, my um, Taoist teacher asked me to, to connect with the sacred aspect of my body was to um, do a yoni gazing ritual and I was like oh my god <laughs> okay so she wants me to sit for five minutes for seven days every single day and look at my vagina really okay <laughs> let me try and literally it was the hardest thing for me to do because I just could not look at it the first day I was literally like you know, <laughs> trying to peep through my fingers and then I was literally, you know, like pulling my hair, like, oh, okay, five minutes, okay. <laughs> when is my timer going off? And the, I think it was only the third day that just looking at it, I realized that I'm okay with somebody else looking at it. Mm. But when I look at it, I have so many judgments. I have a deep sense of shame started to come for this part of our body, which for some reason we have neglected. It's just like, our hand, our ear, our eye, you know, it's a part of our body and it holds so much pain and shame. And that was a huge transformational moment for me where I just sat on the third day and I cried and I cried. And um, I think something yeah, was awakened on that day for me. I realized like, you know, I, I need to treat this part of my body in a much more um, cohesive way, you know, in my body. And um, yeah, this was very powerful to begin with for me. And I always advise women to begin this with this ritual, like see what comes up because a lot of our unconscious programming and patterning comes up, like the way we even judge ourselves, mm. forget about others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious when you do this kind of work with women, um, what kind of changes have you seen in them or in their lives? Um. I think one of the biggest change I see is um, that they begin to trust themselves more. Mm -hmm. And this is, um, this is so crucial for us to apply any kind of boundaries or even decipher what our desires are or how we want to show up in, a, in this world. How do we want to communicate? How do we want to be treated? And I see that a lot of time we don't trust ourselves. And I like to say that we kind of in a self-abusive relationship with ourselves, you know, like yeah. nonstop. And um, this develops a deep sense of um, homecoming, like mm -hmm. a remembrance and uh, feminine wisdom. The intuition just starts, you know, speaking to you in this way that you, you understand like, okay, it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to trust and take this little step. And I'm going to trust a little bit more and take this little step again. I'm going to start doing this. And, you know, it's such a baby step. But the trust is something that we seek outside of ourselves again. So, yeah, this is the first big difference that I begin to notice. Besides, obviously, you know, the eyes begin to tell you the story that this woman is you know, doing something to herself. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, it's so interesting that you bring up the intuition because I always say that the intuition is a woman's strongest muscle. And yet we have gotten so good at 
silencing the intuition, even when it's so loud that we're like, I hear you. I know what you're saying, but shh, because my brain is telling me something different. So, you know, how, how does that work with women that you work with when their intuition starts becoming louder and louder and stronger and stronger? How do they take the leap of faith to follow that? Mm-hmm. It's really interesting when, when we begin this journey of coming back to ourselves, what happens is that um, we meet with our dark feminine, like you say, mm-hmm. and the dark feminine is, um, well, not the crazy bitch mm-hmm. or, you know, <laughs> you know uh, um, um, yeah, but she is this fierce fierce mirror you know she shows you every single thing that you have been avoiding in within yourself she she shows you that with deep compassion and we there is no other way we can either numb ourselves and live our lives you know uh, emotional eating drinking and you know just doing the sexy outside um, or we we decide that okay i'm going to trust you i'm going to meet you it's not going to make sense it's going to be painful at times because we will have to face those aspects of our own selves that we have rejected for a really long time but then we will soon develop deeper sense of compassion for ourselves and it is only through this process we can truly learn compassion that mm-hmm. even we can share Mm, that's so great I mean I know for me I'm going through some life transitions right now and I know that my my gut is screaming to me about certain things and I keep going are you sure <laughs> you know? and the gut keeps the intuition keeps saying no 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 we're sure what are you doing you know um and I say well just give me a little time I don't know you know I want to make sure <laughs> so I, I definitely understand that and it's painful when you are when you're living out of alignment in that way, when you know you should be doing something different, mm-hmm. it's, it is physically painful. Yeah, and the body starts to show up in, in, in you know, it starts to scream. Yeah. We, we develop all sorts of illnesses. Like for me at that time, when, when I, I described you the event that led me to this part, um, my entire, when I was tired of doing the sexy, my entire body began to cover with eczema. And I had a very good skin. I did not have any skin problems, even in, during my puberty. So for me, in my um, late 20s, to have eczema all over my body was really shocking. And I just couldn't understand. I took all steroids. I went to the doctors, did all the blood tests, and carried on ignoring the signs. And there were, the, all the results were fine. However, steroids did not help my eczema until like, I had to also take the holistic approach of looking into my emotions and, you know, not fighting or resisting my intuition. Yeah. And that's hard work. That's, that's not work for uh, the week, as I like to say, you know, it's, it's, it's a big commitment to say, okay, I'm going to look internally and I'm going to really see what's going on in my life and look at yourself in the mirror. And I think along with the work of seeing the, the darker sides of you, I think you also see the lighter sides of you, the things that are so great about you. Yeah, I think so. It's um, it's not for everyone, but I think a lot of women are feeling this inside the belly. A lot of women are feeling like, I'm so done with this. I'm so done with how I'm living my life. I'm so done with ignoring. I'm so done. I'm so done. And they keep saying these things to themselves inside of themselves. And um, and you know the you don't have to have the confidence or courage because no one has this confidence or courage to begin with. It, it, it's a process of, you know, opening and, and you cultivate all of these things together. And I never say that 
that you, I always say that don't wait for you to overcome your fear because the fear is always going to be there. Yeah. But, and sometimes, sometimes the longer you wait, the more the fear gets you. Yeah. Yeah. And especially for us women, because we are cyclic beings and if we are bleeding, you know, we are in this 28 days cycle. So um, the darkness is part of that cycle. When we bleed, we are in the face of the dark feminine. So all of those crazy emotions, those triggers, they come up, you know, they, they, you know, those emotional outbursts, the, the, the pain in our body during period, all of those things begin to show up here and there. And that's a sign. That's our body speaking, our emotions speaking. So the darkness is, is always part of us women as long as we are alive in this woman's body. So we, again, we have a choice to ignore. Uh, my mentor used to say, you, you have a choice to feel like shit or to just stand up and face your shit. Mm. I'm sorry to use these words. but Please don't be sorry. <laughs> she, she told it to me like right on my face and I was like, okay, I got the message. <laughs> yeah. So uh, talk to me about, uh, you mentioned in your profile about jade eggs and yeah. J-A-D-E, jade eggs and how they're life-changing. Can you tell me what this is all about? <laughs> Yeah, so jade eggs, again, this is a Taoist practice. And um, as I said, Taoists always believe that um, uh, sexuality is part of spirituality and they, they infuse a lot of sexual practices to achieve higher levels of consciousness. And this was pretty much a um, 5,000 year old practice uh, available only to the royals. And I think it's becoming really popular now, the yoni eggs being everywhere. Um, but it began from... Um, from an emperor, a Chinese emperor who, who was like very futuristic on, in, you know, 2000 years ago and he wanted the best for his empire. So he assigned uh, different uh, groups of uh, study groups to bring out the best of technologies, let's say. So he had groups for herbal medicine, silk industry, agriculture. And then he also organized three women who were experts um, in crystals and in sexuality and things like that to mm -hmm. come up with the practice. And, and again, this practice um, dates back really um, centuries ago. And they came and they reminded him of this practice, like, oh, okay, this is a practice. You use this um, stone to put inside your um, yoni and um, through sound, breath and movement, you can then activate certain parts of uh, uh, your yoni. And the interesting thing is that um, the, the vagina, the entrance of the vaginal ca the canal, itself has a lot of reflexology points just like how we have at the bottom of our feet and right from the entrance you have points for kidney liver spleen heart mm -hmm. and all of that so it wasn't all just woo woo but it was very kinesthetic approach to activate um, our sexuality as well as our life force by by um, triggering these parts of our body um, using the stone, which was called the jade mm -hmm. egg. And um, yeah, that's how the practice began. And so, so since you do that, uh, you know, with yourself or with clients, what kind of changes do you see from that? Um, one of the best um, results is um, that menstrual cramps are reduced. Um, since you are working with um, the inside of the vagina through this crystal, again, this is crystal healing on the inside of you. So um, a lot of women experience a huge reduction in PMS and menstrual cramps. 
And also the, the flow, the blood flow is reduced because again, um, that is believed that um, when you constantly or consistently practice this, then um, the amount of blood flow reduces because your body begins to change that blood into chi, which is mm -hmm. the life force energy itself. So, uh, so it's a really good thing for your periods if you really struggle with your periods. But um, specifically for um, postpartum, for women to tone their, um, the pelvic floor muscles, which um, can cause unconscious leakage, consist, uh, continence, <laughs> what is it called? Incontinence. Uh, incontinence. Is that the right word? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I always like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so when, um, when women are unable to hold on their pee and, you know, when you sneeze and yeah, a drop comes out or when you laugh or jump. And this is, these are like really common symptoms postpartum and uh, women are embarrassed to even um, accept or address this. But again, jade egg is really beautiful practice to um, retone the muscles and the pelvic floor muscles. But um, as I said that because there are reflexology points inside the yoni in, all the, in the canal itself, so what happens is it's like an internal massage that you can give to yourself. And by doing so, it boosts vitality into those other organs of our body and brings up hormonal balance, which for us women are kind of in a uh, lower trajectory as we age. And so can we talk about aging for a second? Because you talk a lot about the menstrual cycle, but what happens when a woman doesn't have a menstrual cycle any longer? Is it a different process? Yeah, so um, um, so again, Jira is still very useful because again, when you are going through um, perimenopause or menopause, um, so what happens is during that time, our hormonal production reduces uh, in, in, the, in the entire ecosystem of your yoni. And through constant practice with a jade egg, those parts of the body are, um, are um, kind of worked. And um, they, they keep producing the juices that can create the, um, the natural ecosystem, you know, so the dryness or the, what do you call the, the heat? Um, forgetting the word. When they get this heat, um, the hot flashes. The hot flashes. Yes. <laughs> the hot flashes. So those, some of the symptoms are reduced as well when you begin to actually cultivate the practices so that the ecosystem of your pelvic floor is maintained at its um, optimal level. So it's very interesting to see that um, those women do not experience reduction in their hormonal balance. And um, you can see that from their face as well. And also because we massage the inside of our yoni, it also has a good um, <laughs> correlation to the facial skin. So it's like facial. It's like having a facial. I love it. <laughs> well, you certainly are full of information. That's amazing. Where can women find you if they want to learn even more about what you do? Because I mean, a, a facial sounds amazing. <laughs> well, Anything you know, and, that makes and, and the, look younger is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And the side effects are, you know, you experience pleasure and, you know, you, you feel that in your body. So not uh, spirituality doesn't have to be hardcore difficult. <laughs> yeah. And we all need more spirituality and pleasure and joy in our lives and good skin, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and be shamelessly feminine. You see, this that's, totally right. <laughs> that's right. So, all right. If women want to see more about what you do, where can they find you? 
Um, so my website, johnnydadisusa.com, um, there you can see um, all of my work and more on Jade Egg and um, a lot of freebies as well. Awesome. And we'll link you in the show notes as well. Um, for anybody that is listening, if you want to follow along on uh, from what we're doing on this podcast and you want to see more, you can check us out on Instagram at, at Jen Rosenbaum. It's R-O-Z-E-N-B-A-U-M. Um, and of course, shamelesslyfeminine.com. And if you're listening on iTunes or anywhere you listen, if you would give us a five-star rating and maybe even a beautiful review, I would love you for it. Thank you so much. Janita, thank you. You're an amazing guest. You're a beautiful woman. And I appreciate you sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much. I had so much fun talking to you. <laughs> Me too.